I hope that you're seeing as we work day after day on all of this that you're developing a, uh, a whole hashkafa, a whole integrated uh, worldview each day with another, another stroke of paint goes onto the picture and, and so it builds. And so we'll continue uh, with that, this idea today. So the Gemara says on Daf Hayamud Aleph, Omar Rabbi Yochanan b'mei Yoel ben Petuel nitkayem mikrazeh. It was in the time of Yoel ben Petuel, that's the prophet Joel. Yoel, this posuk was fulfilled. Yeter agazam achalabe. It talks about the time of terrible famine. Otashana yatsa adar velo yadug shamim. That year of that famine about which Yoel talks, which he describes, it was adar time, so the end of the winter, just before the spring, and there had been no rain. Yardalahem On the first of Nisan, two weeks before Pesach, the first little bit of rain came down. Amalahem Navili Yisrael, the Novi, the prophet, said to Yisrael, Tsu'u go out and plant. Even though it's the end of the winter, go out and plant. Amrulo Mishi Yeshlo Kav Chitim or Kavaim Sorin, Yochlenu Vichio Yisrael Viamut. It's a serious economic question. If you've only got a handful of, of wheat or, or, or barley, do you eat it or do you plant it? This is, do you save, and do you invest, do you save, do you consume, what do you do? We're dying of famine. And all we've got is a little bit of wheat, that's all we've got left. Are you telling us now to take the only food we've got and to invest it in the future? Amalem afapiken su'u Says Yoel, yes. Even if you've only got a little, never stop investing in the future. You've always got to invest, even if it's the last thing that you've got. You've got one cent left, you put the cent into an investment. You don't consume it. Nasalem Nason, miracle happens. And they discovered grains of wheat and food that had been put away in, in the walls by rats and in the ant heaps by the ants. They, they discovered more that, than, than they had. They went out and they planted. Sheni v'shlishi revi the third, the second, third, and fourth of Nisan, v'yadalahem revi ashniya v'chamisha, and on the fifth of Nisan it rained. So and so they they took there was had been no rain there was little chance of rain it was already the end of the winter all they had was was a small amount of assets of a small amount of of food and they took that food and they planted it in the faith that it would be okay because the navi told them to do so and the rain came. Um, the, the question is, that how, how did they do that? We understand faith, but what are the boundary lines between faith and insanity? And, and at what point you say, this is not, you don't do something that is so insane. You don't take your last food and, and plant it. What, what are you going to eat? And we, we, this is a theme we've had in the last 10 days. I've spoken about it uh, on Wednesday, last Wednesday night at the, at the York site of Rabbi Horowitz's father, and I spoke about it again in Shulon Shabbos. I spoke about it in one of the Matmonim, and I spoke about it last night at my father's Yotzai Shir. Um, what is that boundary line? The Radak brings when the case of Shmuel, when Hashem says to Shmuel, Hashem says to Shmuel, go and anoint David, and Shmuel says, how can I do that if the police stop me on the way and ask me where I'm going, and I have to tell the truth, and I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm going to anoint your successor while you're still, while you're still the king. How can I do that? So Hashem says to them, take a, an animal with you and tell them you're going to bring a korban. And from there we learn that, that if it's necessary to keep the peace, you can change the truth, you can be a little diplomatic, we learn all sorts of things from that. 
But you see from that, says the Radak, even though the Rebbeinu does miracles, it's through natural means generally. It's not super miracles. Last night we spoke about the difference between a Nes Galui and a Nes Nistar uh, and how they work together. But generally it's not Nes Galui. No, normally it's Nes Nistar. It's miracles, but it's through nature. And that's why um, that's why Yaakov had to worry about Esav and, and design strategies to protect himself. And David from, from Shaul and so on. Veheralo Hashem showed at the, at the bottom of that paragraph. Veheralo Hashem showed showed Shmuel she'ein ra'uila adam lalechet b'makom sakanavelis mochalanes that it's not right for a person to go into a place of danger and say the emotion will take care of it. It'll be okay. Mishum shenema lotan asunet Hashem alokechem. That's what it means. But don't test Hashem. Don't do stupid things and leave it to Hashem to get you out of the mess. You've got to do everything you can. To, to do things naturally and correctly, and Hashem will add whatever, whatever you can't do, Hashem will add. And then we've got the Ramban that I've spoken to about, about several times, and as I said it uh, last night and also last week, this was the Ramban that my father used on the very last shir that he gave, on, which was on Parshas by Yetze. And, uh, and he asked about the Teva, why was it necessary to make an Ark, since in any case that Ark was too small for what it had to do, and you had to rely on miracles. And among other reasons, he says, They made such a big teva. Hashem told him to make such a big teva. So here we have that idea once again. I'm bringing it to you in the actual words of the Ramban so that you can see it because the idea is so important. We reduce, we diminish the size of the miracle. And last night I explained the difference of a nest galui and a nest nistar. Says the Ramban, because this is the way of the Torah and the Vim in all the miracles to do whatever's humanly possible to solve the problem yourself. And what you can't do yourself, you leave to Shemaim, but you try and do everything you can yourself. So, how here did they go and eat those last little bit, that last bit of food? They eat and there's nothing left to invest. What do they think is going to happen in the future? Says Rabbeinu Hananel on Al Gemorrah, After the Novi said, Go and plant, and they accepted his words, but they didn't yet go and plant. Then there was a miracle. They discovered the wheat that had been put away by the animals. And that's the wheat they took and planted. And then they could eat their own wheat. So Rabbeinu Hananel is obviously worried about that same question. Surely they wouldn't have taken the wheat, even if the Novi told them to do so. Just as Shmuel didn't go and put himself in a situation of ridiculous danger, he says to Hashem, what should I do? This isn't going to work. So they would have said to Yoel, as they did, you can't, you, you can't do this. And Yoel said, still, you've got to plant. But that's when the miracle came and they had, they had alternative. They now had two lots of food, the lot which they had saved, and this new discovery, they discovered, they discovered new scraps of food. So they planted the, uh, what, they, what they discovered, uh, and they ate what they, what they had saved, what they kept. But Rashi seems to learn differently. Rashi says, Yatsu v'zaru v'zaru ma'shebiyadam, not like Rabbeinu Hananel. Yesterday we learned exactly who Rabbeinu Hananel was, and Rabbeinu Gershom, and Rashi's relation to them. To them. We don't have Rabbeinu Gershom here, but we have Rabbeinu Hananel. And Rabbeinu Hananel says, and, and Rashi learns differently from Rabbeinu Hananel. They did not take what they discovered and plant it. They took what was in their hands to plant. And then 
they planted on the second, third, fourth of Nisan, and what they found, they ate. But they planted what they had. And it seems clear, some people want to say that Rashi, Rashi is also learning that they planted only after they discovered the new, the new wheat. But then it, Rashi wouldn't emphasize that they planted what was in their hand. Because what difference would it make if they've got, they've got their savings and they've got the new stuff? What's the difference which one they planted? If Rashi says, he's telling us that because they planted it before they had the new lot. So they, they were left with nothing. They planted every grain of, of wheat that they had. Then there was a miracle and they found some more and that's what they ate. So that, that's how Rashi learns. After they planted, where does Rashi get that from? He gets it from the Yalkut Shimoni, which is in the beginning of Yoel, where the Yalkut brings this Gemara, but a little differently. And so we see from the Yalkut how to understand this Gemara. Because from our Gemara, it's ambiguous. It's not clear when Yoel says, nevertheless, go and plant. It's not clear whether that was before the miracle or after the miracle. He tells them to plant before the miracle, but then did the miracle then happen? They found the wheat and then they planted? Or did they first plant in faith that everything would be all right and then the miracle came and they found the wheat? The Gemara is ambiguous, not clear. And so we've got Rabbeinu Hananel and Rashi who seem to be learned differently. But the Yalkut Shimoni is not ambiguous. Amale Navili Israel The Novi said to the Jewish people, go and plant. They said to him, What should a person do? Plant and live, or eat, plant and die, or eat and live? What's the point of planting in the future if you're going to die of famine? What do you do? It's such an interesting ethical, religious, and economic dilemma. What do you do when you've got incredibly rare resources? And there's a risk that if you invest those resources, that you won't have what to live on. Do you invest or do you, or, or do you consume? It's such an important debate. If we had more time, it would be really interesting. And he says, no, you always plant. There's a principle in life, you always invest. You're going to have to need a miracle either way. Either you're going to have to have a miracle that you survive until the fruits of your investments are, are brought to, to bear, or you're going to have to um, have a miracle that, that even though you've eaten everything and you've got nothing to invest, there's something for the future. So either way, you're in a mess. Yatsu v'zaru v'nasem la'em nes. And here you see the order. The, the Yalchut Shimoni is very, very clear. They went out and planted, and then there was a miracle. And then they discovered this other wheat. But when they planted, there was no hope. And yet they had hope. Otherwise, why would you plant? And that's what Yoel is telling them. If you invest, there's hope. If you consume, there's no hope. If you eat your last food and there's nothing left, there's no hope. But if you invest, there's always hope. Maybe something will happen. But you're looking in the future, you're investing in the future. But comes back the question that we're asking based on the Radak and the Ramban. How could they rely on a miracle? Take their last food and, and put it in the ground. Invest it into the ground, plant it. And what are you going to eat for dinner? What are you going to eat tomorrow? What are you going to give the children? Nisim, how can you do that? How can you rely on an ace? But, but this, this is very different. Firstly, they have to rely on an ace either way. Isn't that right? They're either going to have to have a miracle that they'll have something to eat tomorrow or a miracle that, they, that, that they're going to survive what they've, what they've planted. But the, um, more important than that is when the Ramban says, and the Radak, we've got to do what is, what is natural. Here you have an, an amazing idea. And this is the real Matmon of the, of the day. An amazing idea. What is natural? 
to consume your last food or to invest your last food? What is more natural? What, because the Ramban says you've got to do as much as the, the natural way. It's the natural thing to invest so that in the future the food will grow and that will be, and you did something natural, you invested, and now you've got a, a field full of fruit, food. I bet, bet you didn't have what to eat yesterday. <coughs> so as we see in the Gemara, there was an acceleration of the, of the agriculture and things happened in le- 11 days that normally take months and months. And the fields, well, that was the miracle. But when you planted it, you didn't know. That's why the Gemara brings the Posuk, when you plant it's Bedima in tears, because you don't know what you're going to eat. That's the nature of investment. You don't know what's going to happen. And you put yourself in the hands of Hashem. But you're doing something natural. You're investing. And investing is natural for somebody who has faith. Investing is not natural for an animal. An animal doesn't invest. An animal eats the last grain. It can't comprehend investment. And a human being that doesn't have faith operates like an animal with survival instinct. Also, because faith means I believe in the future. Why would you believe in the future? We're told all the time, the, the philosophers tell us nowadays, live in the present. But that's not the Torah way. The Torah way is you live in the past and the present and the future. You live in all areas. But living in the future means you're understanding, you're investing in the future. That's only with faith, only with bitachon. There's no investment. You don't put money into the stock exchange if you don't have bitachon. You don't build a business if you don't have bitachon. A country doesn't build infrastructure if it doesn't have bitachon. That there's going to be a future, that Hashem is going to solve problems, we're going to get there, there is going to be a future. We don't, you don't do that. The story of the old man who was planting the carob tree, you remember, and, uh, and he was asked by the tunnel, why are you, why are you planting? And he said, if, my, uh, if our parents wouldn't have planted, we wouldn't have had. Uh, it's true, I'm an old man, and I will never eat from, these, from this fruit. But that's what we do. We plant, we build, we invest. That's what human beings do. That's natural for a human being who has faith. It's more natural to invest than it is to consume. Because that's the cash. When you look at, this, at the sugi, the question is, the Ramban says you've got to do what is natural. The Radak says you've got to do what is natural. So you've got to do something. Are you going to consume because that's the most natural thing to do? Or are you going to invest because that's the most natural thing to do? The Hiddish of this piece is, is to understand what's natural depends on who you are. What's natural for an animal is not what's natural for a human being. A human being can, what's natural for a human being, a human being operates differently. And what's natural for a Baal Bitachon is not the same as what's natural for a person who has no Bitachon. The person who has no Bitachon, who has no faith, consumes. A person who has faith invests. And, and it's interesting that, the, that business has been built in those countries that are founded on faith. In Europe, but not even the Jewish faith, but faith in Europe and in, and in North America. That's where there's been successful business infrastructure created over centuries because people built for the future. They assumed there's a future. That's just part of the, of the ethic, not just of the work ethic, but of the worldview. And that comes from the Torah. That's something that we brought into the world, a belief in the future because we have a belief in the Rebbein Shalom.